Amen. In college, I was with a friend. We were camping out in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And the goal for the day was just to, to get away, to, to rest in the Lord, get to the top of the mountain, maybe take some pictures, and, and open up the Word. There's, there's just nothing like reading Scripture on the top of the mountain. And so we made it. We made it to the very top of Sharp Top. It's called Sharp Top for a reason. Uh, President Jefferson, he thought this mountain, Sharp Top, was the tallest mountain east of the Mississippi and perhaps the tallest in all of North America. It's not. It, it takes like 45 minutes to get from the base to the top. It's, it's really not that tall. But you get to the top, and the view is incredible. Uh, the view is, is amazing. It, here's a picture of me on, on the top. Um, pride comes before the fall. I'll get to that. Uh, but you get to the top, and you can see for miles. You, you can see everywhere. And it was just a few seconds after doing a handstand here on the top of the mountain, uh, I see down this, this little rock ledge overhanging the, the valley, and, and I was like, that's it. I, I want to get down there. I, I want to open up my, my word, and, and I want to read there. There's only one way to get there, and so I'm kind of scrambling. I'm jumping around from rock to rock, and so I jump. But what I can't see is this ledge, it's, it's uneven. It's a slope. So I jump snap, break my ankle. This isn't supposed to happen. I'm on Jefferson's tallest mountain ever. My ankle's broken. I'm I'm hanging on this ledge. I don't know what to do. I'm in pain. Question, what do you do when you don't know what to do? Here's something for for everyday living. You you read the Psalms. See, the Psalms are are unlike anything in Scripture. The, The Psalms... They're not history. They're not like the Old Testament, which is written about stories and people and places and events and things of the past. The, the Psalms are, are transcendent, meaning that the Psalms are, are all about the inward life. The, the Psalms are not history about what's going on out there. The Psalms are written about what's in here. They're songs, they're poems, they're poetry, it's emotions. The Psalms are all about the inward life. So when you don't know what to do, out there, read the Psalms. Well, I wasn't really going anywhere for a while, so I grabbed my Bible. I didn't know what else to do. I flip it open. It just it fell open, Psalms 18. It's the middle of the Bible. I, that's where it fell. Psalms 18, verse 1. The Lord is my rock. Great. What am I supposed to do with that? Not, not real encouraging here, Lord. Not, not real helpful, but... The Lord is my rock. There's over 31,000 verses in the Bible. And everything I knew about this book changed in, in one verse. Verse 36. You broaden the path beneath me so my ankles do not turn. I didn't know what to do with that. I'm sitting there. I'm processing. And, and for the very first time, I realized something. See, I grew up knowing this is the word of God. But I thought this is the word of God, past tense. Uh, This is something that God has once said. This is something that is written about God. What I didn't realize, these words are active. These words are living. These words are transcendent. They are real. They are personal. They have meaning and value for me today, present tense, here, right now. God speaks through his word. 
this led me to, to go from a degree in business management to seminary because I knew if this is true, if this is the way God speaks, if this is how God talks, I want to know everything I can about it. I want my life to be about this book. If this is meaning, if this is value, if this is how God, the creator of the universe, can talk to me, I want to know what he says. My favorite psalm is Psalms 18, um, but it's really long and it's really hard to preach. I've tried. So I'm going a different route today. Um, Psalms 23. Grab your Bible, open up to Psalms 23. Psalms 23, it's, it's a familiar psalm. It's a beautiful psalm. But it's not a, a funeral psalm. You've probably heard this read maybe at a funeral. It's Psalms 23. My challenge today, it's not a once in a while funeral psalm. Psalms 23 is, is a picture of what it looks like to live with the Lord for a year. Psalms 23. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The first verse, this unpacks two things. Everything else that follows hangs off two ideas here in the first verse. The first, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord's not a shepherd. The Lord's not the shepherd. The Lord is who? My shepherd. Okay, so if the Lord is my shepherd, what does that make me? It makes me a sheep. Uh, the first uh, key to understanding Psalms 23 is it's written from the perspective of a sheep. The Lord is, is my shepherd. Uh, sheep are mentioned in Scripture more than any other animal. More than 400 times the Bible talks about sheep. More than 100 times it talks about shepherds. Abraham, Isaac, Moses, David, all key leaders, all shepherds. Uh, so the first key to understanding Psalms 23 is we have to think like a sheep. So I filled out my March Madness bracket, and uh, I'm actually doing pretty well right now. But of the 64 teams in the tournament, count them, there's, there's zero that are sheep. There's three teams that, that are rams, mean-looking rams with big curly horns, North Carolina and VCU and Colorado State, but, but there's zero sheep. Sheep are not intimidating, uh, sheep do not strike fear in their opponents. No, sheep are, are helpless. They're defenseless. They're, they're easily hurt, thick skin, easily sick. They get scared. They run. There's not a whole lot of sheep can do. Uh, there's no soft and wooly little Bo Peep the sheep mascots for any teams in the tournament. It makes sense. Sheep are not intimidating. Uh, sheep, they, they can get stuck. They, they can lay down. They get stuck. And, and I fall and I can't get back up. Sheep can't get up until the shepherd picks them up. Some sheep, they, they will lie down and they will roll over. And then they're going to be stuck on their back with, with their arms flailing up in the, in the air. And it's kind of sad, isn't it? In the UK, uh, a poodle, okay, a poodle once killed 20 sheep in an hour. A poodle. Seriously, uh, the, the sheep are helpless. They are defenseless. Uh, they, they are not strong, aggressive. Uh, they are not amazing animals. In, in Psalms 23, it's written from the perspective of a sheep. To understand this psalm, we must think like a sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. 
The second phrase, I shall not want. Literally, this says, I will not be found wanting. Uh, these sheep are, are saying, uh, there, there's nothing that I need. Some animals, you can leave them by themselves. You can leave them alone, and they're self-sufficient. They'll, they'll take care of themselves. Not sheep. Uh, sheep need help. Sheep need care. Sheep need a shepherd. They always need someone watching, someone protecting and providing. And these sheep, these verse 1 sheep, the Lord sheep, well, these are satisfied sheep. Uh, these are well-fed, protected sheep. Uh, these, these are fat and happy sheep. And they're saying, there's nothing. There's nothing that I want. I'm satisfied. There's nothing that I'm lacking. Point number one is, is I am satisfied. The next couple of verses are going to flesh out what this means. But for these sheep, these sheep, they're satisfied. Verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Well, sheep in the Bible time, they did not have fences or, or pens. Uh, for the most of the year, the sheep, they, they lived outside on the hillside, the mountainside. And so during the spring, which is the rainy season in Israel, the, the pastures, the grass is green. And sheep, it's really simple to be a sheep. You, you eat grass and then you lay down. Not that hard. Life sounds pretty good as a sheep, but, but sheep, they, they have a large stomach and, and they can walk around grazing and nibbling for hours, eating and eating, storing up all of this green grass in their stomach. But eventually a sheep has to lie down. It has to digest its food. It has to chew its cud. It has to go back and, and chew. It can't just eat and eat and eat. A sheep has to lie down. I mean, that just sounds like a life. That just sounds really simple. Eat and lay down but it's not that simple for sheep. Uh, we're talking about these, these helpless, defenseless, we're, we're talking about paranoid, anxious, and nervous sheep. It's not that easy for some sheep to lie down. The, the conditions, they, they have to be right. Uh, there can't be fear for sheep. Sheep have incredible eyesight. Uh, they're constantly looking around. Uh, sheep can't have fear that, that there's a predator that's gonna chase them. Uh, they can't be afraid they're gonna be a snack for the next animal. Sheep are constantly looking around. Sheep uh, are paranoid of, of what's out there, the unknown. Uh, there can't be tension in the flock. Uh, the rams can't be butting heads. It can't be competing to be the flock leader. No, if, if the rams are, are butting heads, the, the sheep will, will stand up to defend themselves. They don't want to be blindsided laying down. They're going to stand up. So here, here's a picture of these sheep that are, are paranoid. They're constantly looking around. Uh, They're standing up to defend themselves. And there can't be flies. Sheep don't have tails. They can't swat. They stomp. So here's this picture of these sheep. They're looking around, constantly paranoid, stomping their feet, getting away from the flies. And if they're hungry, they're always moving. So here's the sheep. They're constantly on the move. They're paranoid. They're looking around. But not these sheep. These sheep are what? Laying down. He makes me lay down in green pastures. Literally, the shepherd is the one who, who causes these sheep to sprawl out in the green grass. That's what it means, lay down. They are sprawling. These are satisfied sheep. Uh, the shepherd can't, can't make the sheep lay down, but he can instill the confidence. Uh, he can, his presence can, can help the sheep, can content the sheep, can give the confidence that everything's okay. The conditions are perfect, and these sheep are lying down. Here's a heads up. I'm going to talk a lot about sheep this morning. 
uh, because for this passage, that's how it makes sense. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We must think like sheep. These sheep are satisfied. They are sprawled out. They have everything that they need. Verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Last week, my wife and I uh, went over to to dinner with Phil and Nancy Snyder, and uh, they're here in the first service, and, and they have five five sheep. Nancy is, has raised sheep almost her entire life, and uh, that night we we pretty much learned more than we ever wanted to know about sheep. But we had a blast. Uh, they, they just shared so much. They brought this passage alive of what it means to to take care of sheep, of what sheep are like, of what it's like to be a to be a shepherd. What I really wanted was, was to bring Florence, their 15-year-old sheep, up here on the stage with, I mean, that's a visual, having a sheep right here. I don't know, something about sheep and smell and a theater. I, I don't know why that wasn't a good idea, um, but I couldn't bring Florence. Let's set the record straight. Phil taught me something that night. He said, sheep are not stupid. Okay, this, this changed my thinking completely. Sheep are not stupid. Sheep are actually very smart, intelligent animals because they know their limitations. Uh, they know they're, they're helpless. They know they're dependent on the shepherd. Everything goes back to the shepherd. The, the health, the status of the flock, it's, it's all about the shepherd. Sheep know their limitations. Uh, on the nose of a sheep, uh, the nostrils are at the very end. And so as a, as a sheep is, is drinking water, their nose is in the water. Well, I've had water up my nose, and I don't like that. Sheep aren't stupid. They don't like it either. The water has to be still. Phil said that, that even in a trough, <laughs> exactly like that, even in a horse trough like that, if there's a hose going in there and the, and the water's swirling around, the sheep won't drink. The water has to be out. The water has to be full, and then the sheep will drink. Verse 2, he leads me beside still waters. See, the job of the shepherd is not just to take the the sheep to the water. The shepherd actually made the water still. He would take rocks and and dam up the stream. He he would make little pools of completely still, calm water for the sheep to drink. Here's this picture in verse 2. The shepherd, he's the one who makes everything okay so the sheep can lie down sprawl out in green pastures. Uh, The shepherd, he's the one who actually makes the water still so the sheep can drink. Enough about sheep. What about us? What's this mean for us? I think it's the same. Uh, The Lord is is my shepherd. Uh, We're not sheep. We're we're created in the image, the likeness of God. If if we put ourselves on the totem pole of creation, uh, we're up here. We are created just below the angels, the Bible says. Sheep are somewhere down here. We are created to to be in a dependent relationship with the shepherd, with with God. We we are created to be in this this relationship. God did not just create us and abandon us, leaving us to fend for ourselves. God made us to be in constant contact, relationship with, with him. He is the shepherd. He is the one who makes life calm. Really, we are, we're not that different from sheep. We're pretty needy. We're pretty insecure creatures. 
But it's all about the shepherd. It all goes back, verse 1, he is my shepherd. Uh, It's all about the Psalms. It's all about the inward life right here. No matter what's going on around us, no matter our circumstances, we can be at peace. We can be content. We can be satisfied right here. Just like the shepherd, he he would move the rocks and and dam up the stream and make these small pools of of still water. The truth is, God can can move circumstances. God can change people. God can heal sicknesses. God can create opportunities. He can create jobs. God can, can solve our problems. He has the answers to our questions. It's all about us trusting in him. Sheep aren't dumb. They know their limitations. I think sometimes we're the ones who, we we don't get it. We we gripe, we complain, we're not content, we're not satisfied, we don't trust, we have insecurity issues. All God wants is right here. No matter what's going on out there, right here. Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied with God? Verse 3, he restores my soul. Sheep have no sense of direction. Dogs can get lost and and find their way back home. Well, probably not my dog, but most dogs. Dogs can get lost and find their way back home. Sheep can't. Sheep sheep wander off. Uh, They always think the grass is greener over there. Sheep will wander off. They will get lost. They can't find their self way back home. For a sheep, if they're lost, if they're alone, the chance of survival is zero. Uh, They are helpless, defenseless. If a sheep is lost by itself, the reality is it is a dead sheep. Uh, Jesus tells us this parable in the Gospels uh, about a shepherd. He has 100 sheep. 99 of them are are right here. They're where they're supposed to be. Uh, But there's this one sheep. There's this always this one sheep. This one sheep is lost. This one sheep wanders away. And so the shepherd, the shepherd leaves the 99. He comes and finds the one missing lost sheep. The shepherd celebrates. He rejoices. He, he puts the sheep on his shoulders. He, he carries the sheep back to the flock and he restores the soul of the sheep. Now the shepherd rescues. He saves the life of the sheep. So uh, Isaiah 53 says to us, we, we are all like sheep. Uh, each of us, we, we have gone our own way. Each of us have, have turned off the path of the Lord. We, we've left the flock. We've gone out by ourselves. And, and the reality is we're dead. Our chance of survival without the shepherd, without the flock, we're dead. And the shepherd comes and finds us. See, God is calling you. He, he knows you by name. We aren't sheep. We are, above, we are just below the angels. And God is coming after you. He's looking for you. God wants to rescue you, to save you, to bring you back to the flock. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, God is a God of second chances. It's all about trusting in him. No matter what's going on out there, God wants to restore your soul. God wants to bring you back to the flock. Verse three, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Shepherds do a lot for the sheep. 
But probably the most important thing that they'll do is, is move the sheep, lead the sheep. Uh, sheep are, are wandering around with, a, uh, with their nose just a foot from the ground. They're looking down. A shepherd, he, he gets it. He sees the big picture. Uh, the shepherd sees the hillside and the grass. He knows the soil. A shepherd is constantly moving his flock of sheep. He's moving them along the right paths, as the NLT says here in verse 3. He guides me along the right paths. The shepherd gets it. He, he sees the big picture. He knows when it's time to move the sheep. The shepherd, he, he's the one in control. The sheep are, are narrow-sided. They, they don't see anything that's, that's in front of them. They're looking down at the ground. The shepherd sees the big picture. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for, for his name's sake. Did you catch that? Why does a shepherd do all of these things, verses 1, 2, and 3? Why does he make me lie down? Why does he make the waters calm? Why does he lead me? Why does he restore me? For his name's sake. John Piper says it this way. Uh, when we are most satisfied in him, he is most glorified. Okay, what that means is, is when we are at content and at peace, when we are satisfied with, with who God is, with what God has done, with, with what God has brought into our life, when we right here, inward life, are satisfied with God, he is glorified. God is doing all these things because he is our shepherd, my shepherd. We are his creatures. We are in this relationship with him and he is caring for us. And when we are satisfied with, with what he has given, he is glorified. He does these things for his name's sake. And so that means when, when we're not resting in God and, and we're anxious and we're nervous and we're, we're paranoid and, and we're, we're afraid of what's going to happen, we're, we're stealing God's glory. Uh, that means when, when life's not calm and when things out here are, aren't calm and, and we're freaking out, we don't know what's going on. We're stealing God's glory. It means when, when we're wandering away, when, when we're going off doing our own thing, our own path, we're in control, it's taking God's glory. It means when, when we're not on the right path, when we're disobedient, when we're rebellion, choosing to do something else, we're taking God's glory. But when we are satisfied, God is glorified. This question, no matter the circumstances, no matter what's, what's happening out there, right here, are you satisfied with God? Are you at content and at peace and, and satisfied with, with the Lord? Well, the picture is it's springtime. The grass is green. The, the sheep are, are fat and happy. The sheep are satisfied. The Lord is their shepherd. Let's keep going. Verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. See, in the springtime when the, when the grass is, is the green and the sheep are on the, the pastures. Uh, but then the summer comes. Uh, this is written from Israel, the middle of the, the desert, the Middle East. And, and so as the summer sun comes, everything is burnt. Everything becomes gr uh, brown. And the shepherd has to lead the sheep from the green pastures 
to the green mountains. He, he has to lead them to the highland, the, the tabletop lands of the mountain. And, and the best way, the only way to really get there was, was through the valley. Uh, and unless it was the, the noonday sun and the, and the sun was directly overhead, usually the, the valleys, the paths were dark. Uh, the mountains, the, the ravines were cut so deep in the mountains where the sun couldn't shine through. And, and so for the shepherd, he, he's leading these, these sheep. These sheep aren't dying in the valley of death. No, they're just walking through. Literally, it means the dark, shadowy valley. Now, the shepherd's just moving his sheep through uh, during the summer to the green grass, trying to get to the, to the foothills, to the, to the mountains. Uh, these sheep, sheep are not brave. But these sheep, I will fear no evil. These sheep aren't afraid. See, the presence of the shepherd leading them, guiding them in front of them, it gives them the confidence. Uh, these sheep are, are, are not afraid. In the first three verses, it's, it's all about he. Uh, he makes me, he leads me, he restores me, his namesake. But now this is second person. You, change of a personal pronoun, you are with me. See, the, the shepherd has, has left the, the green pastures by his home. He's now traveling with the sheep. And the, the shepherd is now living with the sheep. 24-7, he, he's sleeping under the stars. He is in constant contact living with these sheep. You are with me. Uh, the shepherd is constantly with the sheep. This instills the, the confidence. These sheep are not afraid. It says, your rod and your staff they comfort me. Shepherd carried two things, a rod and a staff. A, a rod was like a beating stick. It was just this club to, to chuck at wild animals. And, and a staff, staff was all about security. Staff was, was all about guiding the sheep and pointing them along the right direction, about separa uh, a separated baby lamb bringing it back to its mother, about uh, separating sheep that are, are fighting. It's the shepherd would use his staff to count the sheep. So as the sheep are coming by, the shepherd is using his staff. You are mine. You are mine. You are counting the sheep. He's, he's always in contact. And so we see the rod. We see the staff. We see this picture of, of strength, of security. Uh, the, sh the shepherd is ahead of him. He's leading him. And his right hand is, is a beating stick for protection. And the left hand is, is a symbol of, of security. Here's just this beautiful picture where these sheep, they are not afraid. The rod and the staff, they comfort me. When we think of comfort, we think of like chicken noodle soup, comfort food. Uh, we think of comfort as, as like a Hallmark card. And uh, no, this comfort isn't warm and fuzzy. This comfort is confidence. Uh, the shepherd has given these sheep confidence. The Lord is leading them. He, he's beside them. He's with them. On the right hand, on the left hand, in front of them, the Lord's presence is, is with these sheep, instilling confidence. This, this is the peak of all the chapter, Psalms 23. Uh, not only does, does God provide, the sheep are satisfied, but God protects and the sheep are confident. This confidence, this is boldness. Um, I mean, it's, it's almost being arrogant. It's, it's almost being cocky. It's, it's not conceited because this confidence isn't in ourselves. This, this confidence is in God. This is confidence. Question right now, right here. Are you confident in God? Uh, if we put your, your trust to the test, where are you at? One, 
never confident. I don't trust. Uh, I don't see God. I can't feel God. I don't hear God. I don't even know if he's really out there. I'm not going to trust. I don't want to open myself up. I don't want to be, I don't want to be hurt. One, never confident. Two, sometimes, sometimes I'm confident. I'd rather trust myself, but I, I guess if last case resort, last, last worst scenario, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try to trust God. Three, confident, yeah, I guess, I, I think so, sort of. It sounds, yeah, I'm okay, I'm, no, not convincing. Where are you at? Four, usually confident, yeah, most of the time, I, usually God has a plan, uh, I'm trusting him, he, he, he's in control, he, he knows what's going on, and usually, five, where are you at? All the time, I choose to trust God. No excuse, no exceptions. All the time, the good, the bad, the ugly, I am trusting the Lord. What's your number? That's the point. What's your number? Where are you at? Where are you choosing to trust God? Well, what is your confidence level in the Lord? Right here, Not no matter what's going on out there, right here. What is your confidence with the Lord? Psalms 23, it's, it's this picture of, of spending a year with the Lord and in the springtime, the green pastures and now the transition of, of the summer and going through the shadowy valley and now it's the fall. Now the shepherd is, is leading the sheep to the green grass and, and they've gone from provided and protected. They, they have been satisfied. They are now confident and, and now these sheep are, are completely overwhelmed. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The word table, it's, it's not just like wooden furniture. A table is just anything that keeps food off the ground. So for a shepherd, his table was, was just a rug, just a blanket, sleeping out, living under the stars, 24-7 with the sheep, month after the month. Now the shepherd has prepared the table for the sheep. He's, he's brought the sheep from burnt grass to now green grass. He, he's brought them to the tabletop highlands here in the fall. And here the shepherd is, is living with the sheep and it's out in the open. It's in the presence of enemies. It, it's in the presence of other animals. It, it's out there exposed. And yet these sheep aren't afraid. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Anoint, it's, it's not the same word we see sometimes with anointing a king uh, in a ceremony to, to consecrate a king. This word anoint, it's, it's used with olive oil. It's used with healing and soothing. And here there's, there's this picture at the end of the day that the shepherd is, is coming alongside. He's, he's inspecting every one of these sheep. He's, he's examining the sheep. He's, he's looking over them. He's spending time and the sheep have, have cuts, they have bruises. He's, he's putting olive oil on the sheep. He, he's healing, soothing these sheep. He, this picture of this, this compassion, this attention, this every day these sheep are spending time one-on-one with the Lord. He's feeding them, he, he's rubbing them, he's scratching them behind the ears, whatever you do with sheep. He, he's loving on these sheep. And the sheep says, my cup overflows cup's just a metaphor for my life. Uh, the sheep is saying, my, my life overflows. I am satisfied. I am confident. It doesn't get better than this. Sheep aren't stupid. Uh, these sheep know they have a good thing going on here. It's a lucky sheep. 
Let's keep going. Verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When it says goodness and mercy follow, follow is not like creeping behind. Uh, Follow is this picture of a, a lion Uh, running down its prey, about to pounce on its prey. Uh, Follow is is the inevitable of of what's about to happen. It's the picture of of, of soldiers running after their enemies, trying to overcome them and overpower them and trying to catch them. And and here the sheep is saying, only goodness and mercy follow me. Only goodness and mercy are going to catch me. I've only got good things coming all the days of my life. These are good sheep. These are satisfied sheep. Uh, These sheep have it going on. So as the fall turns colder and a winter comes, the the sheep, they they descend, they leave the the highland hills, the mountains, they return back through the shadowy valley, and the sheep are are going back home. Uh, The sheep are are going back to the homestead of of the shepherd. Verse 6, the sheep are going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In 2 Samuel 7, uh, King David, he, he wanted to build a house for the Lord. Um, he wanted to build a, a bayit in Hebrew, a bayit for the Lord. Uh, throughout this time, um, in the Exodus, in the Promised Land, and now the empire is established in Israel. Jerusalem's the capital, and, and during this time, the presence of the Lord is, is dwelling in a tabernacle, a canvas tent. And David is, has just built for himself this, this mansion of a home with the, the cedars of Lebanon. And, and he's looking over at the canvas tabernacle where the Lord lives. And he knows it's not right. And so David wants to build a house, a bayette for the Lord. But then the prophet Nathan comes and warns David, says, no. Don't build a house for the Lord because the Lord wants to build a berit, a household for you. The Lord is promising to make a covenant to build this household, this this family line for King David. I think that's the meaning here in uh, in the verse. It's David never saw the temple. Uh, David, he, he never saw the house of the Lord. For him, that was a dream, but he saw the household of the Lord. He saw the family. He was able to witness the, the people around him. And we know that. A house, a big, beautiful mansion of a house isn't a lot compared to a home with a family. Here, the, the sheep, they're coming home. Uh, they're coming home to, to the household of the shepherd. They're, these sheep are returning back home to, to the family of the shepherd where they know they're going to dwell with the Lord, their shepherd, forever. These sheep know they're coming home. Psalms 23, it's, it's not just a funeral psalm. No, Psalms 23 is this, this picture of, of living with the Lord year-round. It's all about the inward life. The Lord is my shepherd There's nothing I want. I am satisfied. I am confident in him. I'm overwhelmed. His goodness, his grace, his mercy, his love, his attention, his compassion. It's overwhelming. And I'm home. I'm home with the Lord. 
I want to be in his household. I, I want to be in his family forever. Psalms 23, these sheep have it good. But for us, we are created just below the angels. God has it so much better for us. What's your number? Are you trusting? Are you confident? What's your security, your assurance with God? Where are you at in here? No matter what's going on up there, where are you at? Are you satisfied right here? Let's pray. God, I pray we can be more like these sheep. Uh, I pray that we can be content with you, satisfied with you, confident in, in your plan, your goodness, your mercy, your grace. God, let us learn from these sheep. Uh, let us, this, uh, this picture of, of relationship and, and spending time and, and living with you just be a reminder that, that no matter what's going on, God, you're in control, you're leading us. God, it's not always easy, but it's always the best. Thank you for your word, this beautiful picture of what it means like to, to walk with you. Pray this in your name. Amen.